0: And I think Anthony Broom is standing by for the Wolverine.com in Ann Arbor. Get the latest on Weiss uh, being let go. And uh, Anthony, again, there's no release of the investigation, uh, the reports. Uh, are you hearing why, outside of the fact that there was suspicious criminal activity uh, on January 5th in that uh, police campus and fire report, uh, on what happened for Weiss to lose his job?
1: Yeah, it still kind of remains unclear uh, what the offense was, but it is something that the obviously campus police have looked into. Um, regardless of what the police decide to do, he seemed to have violated a university code of conduct, whatever it was. Uh, he was fired with cause today. So this is, um, it seems like he was very. Uh, how do I put it? Like under, I guess he put out a statement almost initially right after Michigan did more or less kind of washing his hands of it and and moving on and saying he was grateful for the opportunity. So it doesn't seem like it was really fought on his end either. So whatever's going on, I mean, at least in terms of the university of Michigan and their side of it and, and how they decide to handle it. Um, there was a breach of breach of his contract there. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, I assume it will come out officially at some point. What it was again? I don't have the, I don't have the inside scoop on the exact offense, but um, you know, he was accessing someone else's or other people's email accounts, and by the letter of the law, that is that is criminal activity without someone else's permission. So that's where we're at. Uh, we almost made it through. Uh, we almost made it through Friday without a uh, news dump or something like that. But I think it, it kind of speaks volumes that Michigan kind of got out in front of this and got ahead of it in, enough to where like this police investigation isn't over and, and they're already distancing themselves from him. So to the degree to, to, to the degree to that speaks to his culpability. I mean, I guess it, it's just kind of, um, it is what the statement says it is right now. Um, it all makes sense.
0: Yeah, so he's gone. I think the easy fix is Moore just steps in as offensive coordinator, right? No co-offensive coordinators uh, with Weiss gone, and they may look at a QB coach.
1: It seems like that would be the dynamic. Uh, I don't know. You know, early, you know, early names have been speculated. I know Kirk Campbell is an analyst that uh, there's been a little bit of buzz on in terms of quarterback coaching, but yeah, I mean, it's. I guess Michigan can go whichever direction it wants with this if they want to keep continuity and keep things as they are. They just move someone up or uh, I would assume that Sharon Moore, who did call the majority of the plays this season, um, you know, assumes more of that responsibility would be the sole offensive coordinator. And maybe that even comes with a bit of a pay bump for him and his purposes too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, on one hand you can go internal and you can kind of keep the band together or it's kind of a unique situation where you have this, this kind of loaded offense. And, uh, you have a program where you think that, you know, the, the assistant coaching pool, uh, when this hard block contract gets done is there's going to be a little more money in the pot for that. So maybe you can take a little bit of a bigger shot and, and obviously having won the level they have, it's an attractive position. So it's going to be interesting to, from my perspective to see which direction it goes and, uh, They decide to to backfill this position here. I don't think this was something they were anticipating on doing, but um, they might. I hate to say it because it is a you know borderline criminal thing or criminal thing that did occur. I think there's a chance Michigan can kind of back its way and do an upgrade here. So we'll see what happens with that.
0: Yeah, and I I hope the upgrade isn't Greg Roman, who just stepped down as O.C. with Jim's brother John. I, I didn't like their offense. You could see it's about Lamar Jackson. The athlete more than the scheme. So, and there's that connection with Roman, uh, with Harbaugh and his NFL coaching days. So, uh, I, I hope that's not the case. I The dream shot would be if a Kingsbury wanted to step in and uh, be a coordinator, that would be pretty crazy to upgrade and have almost like an air raid type offense. But I don't know if that fits Harbaugh. So, if there is that window of opportunity for an upgrade at offensive coordinator, is there a program out there that if Michigan goes this way, they they become that potential national championship team. Not necessarily a name, but just a style.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they can... Weirdly, we've talked about this too. I think that second half of the Fiesta Bowl kind of showed that you already have the pieces and the personnel and maybe even the play calling if you decide to go a certain direction to to be a little more explosive. And listen, I mean, Michigan... Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines are always going to want to control the line of scrimmage and pound, you know, pound the rock and and wear you down and you know kind of just stick to that run game. But um, like I said, yeah, in terms of a style, I, I think that stylistically, really the only change is that I think you just want to be balanced. And I think that your offensive line, when you get to that stage, needs to play better. So, you know, I don't know that you need an air raid type of tweak or to add more power stuff or more spread concepts. Um, You know, you should add stuff. You should build your offense around the strength of your personnel, which is your quarterback, which is your two running backs, which is your tight ends and kind of scheme from there. Um, Yeah. I I think for me, it would just be a continued emphasis on uh, adjusting to the players that you have. I think that's, you know, when you flip over to the other side of the ball, that's why their defense has been as successful as it has been the last couple of years, because, they they've been able to be schematically flexible and and adjust things based on the strengths and weaknesses of the guys they have on the roster. So uh, whatever they decide to do, as long as that openness stays there, you know you don't want to just bring in a guy who goes, "This is my offense. This is what we run." And and damn it, if we're gonna if we whether we have the guys to do it or not, this is going to be what we do. You want to keep some flexibility in your approach. And like I said, I think that. Again, you don't want to lose the Fiesta Bowl, and you don't want to have to score 39 points in the second half of the game to make it competitive. But I think the the recipe is kind of is kind of revealed itself, and I think you can build on that from there.
0: You mentioned uh, calling and plays, and with Weiss being fired, Matt Weiss fired with cause by the University of Michigan related to the computer access uh, potential crimes. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com is joining us from Ann Arbor. So take us inside that second half when the offense exploded, that game at Ohio State, really second half most of the year. Uh, who was calling the plays? Was it Harbaugh? Was it Weiss? Was it uh, Moore? Who was the main play caller for Michigan this year?
1: Uh, I believe that the lion's share of the plays went to Sharon Moore. Uh, you know, I, I, I still it's still kind of unclear. I don't know that it was truly 50-50. I think for most, I think it was mostly Sharon Moore. And when you see the way that they ran the football, that would seem to support that. But um, yeah, I I don't, there's, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh was ever calling the plays. I think they would, um, it was, you know, he certainly calls in the play. He's the guy who uh, has the final call on it, obviously, but yeah, I think it, I think that for the most part it was more, and Weiss had some influence when it came to the red zone, when it came to the passing game. Uh, I think it kind of split up in a pretty logical way, just in terms of okay, Sharon, more offensive line, probably going to run the ball a little bit more when he calls plays, and then Matt Weiss, quarterback. Um, that's when your your passing plays and those type of concepts come in. So, yeah, you know they've never really peeled the curtain back and looked at. What that dichotomy looks like, but I do believe that most of this season and and even in the Fiesta Bowl, I, I really, really what happened in the Fiesta Bowl was out of necessity too. I mean, you kind of got to a point where it had to be. Listen, we don't have Blake Horam, JJ. We need to win you a football game, or we we need you to win us a football game, and we're gonna just kind of unleash you and call call as many plays as we can to get ourselves back in this thing. So. Yeah, I still think it was a group think effort. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as binary as oh wow, a look at how successful the passing game was. That may have been Matt Weiss's call. I, I, I just think it was the way the game played itself out. I think that the group kind of came to the consensus that that was the way things needed to be called.
0: His name is Anthony Broom. You can follow the Matt Weiss being fired story at TheWolverine.com. Uh, dot com. It is kind of crazy since what they did to Ohio State, how euphoric. That time was, uh, and even prior to that, with, you know, Mozzie Smith, then they beat Ohio State, they're back in the Final Four, they're a national champion a contender, and just the drama, and I know you've alluded to the drama numerous times on your Twitter feed, some humorous, some uh, angry, some legit, um, all legit. Uh, but, yeah, they just need the headlines to go away and get back to focusing on football. And it—and it, and it's not all that... Uh, Harbaugh's desk. Uh, Weiss had nothing to do with him, at least what we've uh, heard so far. Uh, Ward Manuel slow played everything again for the third straight year. Santa Ono had to jump in, so you can't blame Harbaugh about the NFL and how he said, hey, I never was going to do it, but if Ward Manuel's treating me like this, he didn't say that. It's just my observation. He went and looked. Uh, Thought he had a deal after the Ohio State game, and uh, and now you get the NCAA. Hey, we're not going to talk about a $13 million NIL deal falling through at Florida, which, by the way, I'm starting to see some of these big money NIL deals fall through. And I think schools, Anthony, are concerned that if you bring a kid in now and how much money's flowing with these NIL offers, that some schools are going to start going to get hammered. Exactly, uh, how did you use his name, image, and likeness? And how does it equate to five million, seven million, three million, a million, seven hundred thousand, or even that reported thirteen million?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're getting to the point where some of these reports, you have guys making more than first-round picks will make in their rookie uh. contract, and before they've even before they've even you know gone to their senior prom, you know what I mean? So it's like. You look at it, and I know there's been a lot of frustration from the Michigan end of things over how slowly it's moved, and it has moved slowly. But um, you know, it kind of it kind of just goes back to, you know, NIL is just it's never been about pay to play, but what it's allowed a lot of these schools to do is kind of do the quiet part out loud, and uh, it's playing itself out publicly. I imagine there would be lawyers involved. I mean, you can't. You can't promise something you don't have, and you know. For, to Michigan's credit, the guys that they do have, on, like they're not going to play the, hey, we want this is what we want over X amount of time. Um, they're not going to play that card on the recruiting trail, and they shouldn't. There are schools that are recruiting better than them right now that aren't doing that. Uh, but what I think what Michigan's done a really good job of is taking care of the guys that are on the roster. Um, they've started to embrace the collectives. The valiant guys have. Um, been putting in so much work behind the scenes uh, in terms of, especially that one more year fund. I get. I mean, I know the the Blake Horms of the world and the, the Zach Dinters, the Trevor Keegan's of the world were kind of the poster children for that. But you know, it also takes care of the other guys too. Um, so it's it just it's so hard to just keep track of everything now. And lost in all of the hoopla of this week, uh, when we talk about all these storylines, is that winter conditioning started. So players are back in the weight room players are getting getting things together for you know, the next four, five, six weeks, however long it takes, and then it's spring football, and the cycle kind of starts itself over again already. So uh, lost in all that is that, uh, again, that the work is, is starting to be done behind the scenes for the next year's team too, and – um, you know, when you see reports of the kid making or pro- being promised $13 million before he even hits campus. Yeah, but let's like,
0: go after Hardball for burgers or saying that I, I don't remember and they're going to call him a liar and want him to sign an affidavit uh, that but uh, he lied. It's ridiculous. Oh, um,
1: again, you can't, if, if you're being investigated, you can't lie or mislead, but there's nothing that said he lied. He just says he doesn't recall the details. I and mean, he honestly. Let's call it what it is. Why should anyone play ball with the NCAA? Because it seems like the people who deny, deny, deny are the ones that walk away with the slap on the wrist. You know, Michigan institutionally for so many years has just kind of laid down and taken whatever. And again, they haven't had a ton of sanctions or anything like that, but um, they've kind of just bowed and, and acquiesced to, uh, you know, what the letter of the law was. Um, the NCAA, they, if they don't have the proof, That Jim Harbaugh was, you know, misled them or wasn't truthful, and you know, I'm not saying that he didn't do that. I wasn't in the room when they when they met or when the incident happened, but it just seems like there's so much. The toothpaste is so out of the two with all of these other issues. Um, It just seems like it kind of just seems like piling on, and it's. I, I, I don't know. It could take a couple of years before that whole thing is even resolved, but it's, to me, no pun intended, it's a nothing burger to me. It really is.
0: Oh, if someone doesn't come up with a nothing burger at that shop where uh, they ordered them, I'd be, uh, I'd be offended if that didn't happen. Now, Anthony Broom, follow all, everything University of Michigan football, uh, University of Michigan athletics at TheWolverine.com. Good work uh, on this wise story, Anthony, and we'll talk soon.
1: Of course. Thank you, guys.